Welcome to Real Estate Business Builders. I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. Bottom line, the real estate industry has failed to create a clear path to financial freedom. Traditional brokerages and coaching are designed to keep you running on the transaction treadmill with no exit strategy. While I didn't have any sales, marketing, or business building experience when I got into real estate, I was willing to bet on myself and figure it out because my family was depending on me. Having served over 5,000 families with their real estate needs, I've made every mistake you could possibly make in this business. Through Real Estate B-School, I've helped hundreds of agents and team leaders realize their goal of true time and money freedom and living a life without regrets. If you know there's another level of growth inside of you and you want to learn how to build a highly lucrative lifestyle business, then you're in the right place. You won't find any fluff or hype here on this show, just real world tools, systems, and strategies that work. Let's grow together. All right, welcome back to Real Estate Business Builders. Uh, this is gonna be an awesome conversation with a guy that has been in the business in different ways for, let me do the math on it, 2004? Is that when you got into? 2004 yeah, it is, yeah. So you've, we'll unpack all of it. You've seen, Bob Chance has seen it all. He runs a company, uh, an investing company, 220 transactions between flips, wholesales, and wholetails uh, this yep, year. Yep. You, uh, you're involved in a, a residential uh, retail team as well. Correct. And you've got a, a Riva Global that uh, helps you do all the stuff. And how many clients in Riva Global right now? So we have about a thousand virtual assistants uh, total within so the whole company. Awesome. And I'm, I'm one of your yeah. clients. I've recently opted into that world. And so we'll get into that a little bit at the end. But uh, Bob, let's start a little bit like in 90 to 120 seconds. Tell us your professional life story for starting from 2004 to today, give us like the lay of the land, why we want to pay attention and listen to the whole conversation. All right. Two second rundown. I actually played professional hockey for eight years prior to be jumping into the real estate world. Um, I left school two classes early, so I did not have my degree. So I was a dropout. So anyway, now we'll start 2004. That was prior to that. I've gotten into real estate because, um, you know, real estate had zero barriers of entry. You know, a lot of agents, a lot of investors that get into the industry um there's a reason why we all get in because you don't have to go through you know any series seven testing or any kind of huge testing yeah you need to get your real estate license etc but we you know we all obviously did that um so i jumped in into the the world of real estate in 2004 my first deal was a flip uh then i jumped into short sales so the short sale world um i was there and then 2004 to you know however long um, I was done doing short sales. I also helped run a short sale coaching program. And then in 2007, um, helped start one of the largest uh, coaching pro real estate education coaching programs around 2007 while I was doing um, the business as well. And then 2014, um, I was looking at what the big need was with real estate professionals, whether agents or investors. And I got introduced what a virtual assistant was in 2013. And then uh, 2014, I launched my first virtual assistant company uh, through all the feedback from agents and investors. Uh, so I launched that, tested it for two years, and then really, really hit it hard, and it grew from there. Yeah, awesome. So let's let's kind of unpack the journey. What what I think, you know, I think there's a bunch of things that uh, our listeners will benefit from your story. But let's unpack like you just 
hustling, right? Getting busy enough where you're like, there's no way, you know, even you were mentioning before we hit record, you know, just you knowing what you're good at and what you could do and what you want to do in business and then getting leverage around it. So kind of talk about, you know, it was going good on the one hand, but you needed leverage and then you discovered VAs and, and let's kind of start yeah. with that point of the journey. Cause I don't know if this, this stat is accurate about residential. I trust that it is about 85% of agents uh, don't have an admin, which yeah. is like way scary. And I, I, I know same thing for investors is that probably 85% what of investors and agents need to do on a daily basis is administrative in nature. It's funny. It's a lot of us, you know, especially when we start, we look at it through a different lens than when we're years ahead. We look at it, we look at it saying, all right, everything is a cost instead of an investment. That's what happens when you're newer and you're a lone wolf, right? A lot of us, when we first start, we're like, oh, I want to do it myself. I want 100% of my commissions. I want 100% of the deals, 100% of the flips. And then as you go on, you realize that you need a team to, to really have a life that's going to be fulfilled. Because if it's just you, think about this. If you're dating somebody or you have a wife, you have kids, and everything is on your plate in the agent world, you're getting calls from 9 a.m. to almost 10 p.m. Doesn't matter if it's on the weekdays or weekends, you're getting hammered. So if you don't have someone to help you, it's going to really, really affect your, your home life and any type of time freedom that you want, scalability, efficiency in your own business. Yeah. So let's from, from the investor standpoint, and then I'll give maybe a little perspective on it from the agent standpoint, yep. what were those activities that you knew you needed to keep? And this is like, you can even reflect on the different businesses you've been yep. in, but what, what are the core activities where you feel like, you know, for this season of my business, I need to keep these, but I know I can yep. delegate these. Talk about that a little bit. Cause I think, I think to your point, I don't think agents really, really are honest with themselves, you know, about like, yep being in the car for half the day, but realizing that they're literally just running errands. Right. Right. You know? And I know investors are like that too. You think you need to drive from the attorney's office to the home, to the, but like mm -hmm. if you're out of the core activity, so talk about a little bit about that. How'd you go about processing things to keep and, and put more hours into versus things to delegate? Yeah, it's interesting. And I always look at what puts money in your pocket, right? And there's, you could break it up into anything you want, but I look at branding. If you're not always branding, you're not out there. That's on the social media side. If you're not, if you don't have someone posting for you all the time, you're irrelevant, right? You need to be out there all the time. So I'll put that into the branding bucket. And I know you could go on a tangent with that because in your program is phenomenal when it, when it comes to branding. The other side I have to say is lead generation. So whether an investor or an agent, if you do not have consistent lead generation, you will get, you know, you the, the, the competition will run you over, right? So for me personally, um, you always need leads coming into your business. So like I said, out of the, the 120 transactions we're going to do, we do three main things. Um, and I know you teach on many of this. We do direct mail, we do cold calling, and we do text messaging. Those are our three main sources of lead generation. And what we're looking for, and I got to realize, I used to do this myself. When I first started in 2004, I door knocked from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every Monday through Friday. Now, door knocking has been taken over by cold calling and text messaging, which is phenomenal because door knocking is awful. I just want to be 100% <laughs> transparent with everybody on this call because it is not fun. And I did that for a full year with the thought process was I had to learn the business from ground up. So that was my thought process. So those are the three, three channels that I look at that you can outsource right now that you no longer have to do that in your business because you will get burnt out. 
Awesome. So you said branding, lead gen. What was the third? So I use those two. I just broke them down too. Of course, of course, there's admin work that 100 that you already that you already talked about. But if I had to pick two right off the top of my my head, it would be branding, lead gen, and you could throw admin in there because there's so much admin work that you need to yeah. get off your plate. You know, transaction coordinating. That's that's admin. Let's call it what it is. A lot of it is admin. Of course, there's there's coordinating with buyers, sellers, attorneys, title companies, uh, mortgage brokers, etc. But on top of that, that is you know, those, so I would say those three, the admin uh, branding and lead gen. And then what are the things that, that you, in your world, um, that, that are things that if you could do it, if you had the, the stamina to do it for eight hours a day, it would, you know, lead you to any financial, you know, scenario that you wanted. What are those core things for you? And then I could comment on it from a real estate agent. Yeah. So I would have to say for, <laughs> For the investor side, um, it is the lead gen side. It is consistently going at, so it's, it's different. I know in, in the agent world, sometimes a little different where, where you're, um, you're hitting your sphere and you're getting referral leads in, et cetera, et cetera. But direct to seller is really important because, it, and this is just my opinion, I think in the real estate agent world and the investor world, we have no choice but to go after the sellers because we don't know what is going on in someone's life, right? To where I talk to a potential motivated seller six months ago. And then all of a sudden my cold call, or I put them back into a, another campaign. And all of a sudden now they're ready to sell because something happened to a spouse or it was a probate situation, or they wanted to move. They wanted to downsize. Kids left the house. Nobody knows that we don't have a crystal ball. We could guess, but we don't have a crystal ball on when that happens. So what we do in our office, we continually hit them, continually hit them each month, each month, each month. So that's, that's what I have seen. So, so let's talk about this because I've, I've recently uh, just been exposed a little bit to, to the world of the amount of business that an investor steps over. So, so non-investable leads. Um, I was on a mission trip uh, recently with a, a mastermind and there was a few investor types in, in this mission trip. And, you know, I, I think he did like a hundred deals a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, so let's say that that takes... I forget the numbers, but let's say it's it's like a thousand legit leads to buy a yep. hundred rooms. Um, they trash the nine hundred, right? As an agent, so just think about that. Those are probably real numbers. I don't know what the numbers are actually, but you probably have like a, a more than a thousand, you mm -hmm. know, maybe a couple thousand leads, right? People that respond to an advertisement that want more for their house than an investor would give them. But there is not an agent that I know anywhere that has like 900 extra seller leads. So, <laughs> so let's unpack this because I think it's interesting and I think it fits into, that there is this interesting cross-section which I think is gonna become more like the agent investor or investor agent. Yep. You know, some states are requiring licensure for wholesaling and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Um, so talk a little bit about like, just like nuts and bolts tactically and I know you monetize your dead leads. So you've actually yep. created the retail arm for your investor arm. But if you're an agent listening to this and you want to grow and scale your business, what advice could you give us in the market we're going to be in, the crap show we're going to be in for the next yep. year? What, what's, what are some of the things that are working that turn into, and I, I think one of your advice, you know, your pieces of advice are be the investor. I got two pieces of advice. Yeah, yeah, I, got, I, I definitely got two pieces of advice. I'll start with that one. Um, one is 
learn the investing side. So obviously, Lars, your program, I've gone through it. I've seen like everything. It's it's step to have success for anybody that goes through it. And I would add to that learning and understanding um, how to invest, whether it's buy and hold, right? Or whether it's learning how to rehab, learning how to wholesale, the investment side, because I always look, I started in 2004, went through the crash, right? And if we weren't, me personally, I have my license too, I'm an EXP agent as well. So if I didn't have my license, I used my license to offset some costs because I was making money here, then I would, I would have a three month gap and then I'd make more money. But that three month gap was filled with investor money. So it, having your license and understanding uh, investing, I think is really, really important. In my, in this, again, this is just my opinion. I've been doing this for I don't know, 18 plus years, 19 plus years. Um, and I've seen that. I've worked with probably 50 plus thousand students out there in the investment world. And I would always recommend get your license, get your license, get your license. And let's get back to the other answer. Um, what I would do if I'm an agent right now, and you know, knowing what market we're in, I would join my local real estate investing association or meetup groups. And what I would do is I would connect with those wholesalers because wholesalers are hurting. There's investors right now that are hurting because they don't have the same buyers anymore. Now, if I'm an agent that has buyers, whether it's retail that want a little less money than what market bears, guess what? It's gonna be a home run for me especially if I buy and hold investors, you're going to be getting deals and deals and deals. You're going to make a lot of money in these markets, right? So I think those are two lenses I would definitely look at um, because again, I've experienced it myself. I know you have as well. Um, you know, we were, in the, we were in the downturn together in different, in different paths, but we were in the downturn together. And I know you, you've made a lot of money in the downturn. So it's, a, it's probably the same kind of, you and I probably have a, a ton in common in reference to that. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit. We, we had a guy come in. Um, we do, we do a weekly mastermind. We had a guy come in and share him and his wife had acquired 200 properties in four years in four markets. So yep. and he did it. He did it exactly. He didn't monetize any of his dead leads. So um, direct to seller marketing, mm -hmm. uh, direct mail. I don't know if they cold called. Um, mostly direct mail. So how could, what could you teach us? Like if we're, we're an agent that wants to do seller lead gen in the climate yep. we're going to be in, what are some of the things that are working right now where, you know, like how could we generate hundreds of viable seller leads in the next, you know, three to six months? What are like unpack two or three things like this tool or a letter like this? Like what are the things that you're seeing working? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what's coming out of our office, what's driving all these leads. Um, I pull a list, whether it's from, I don't know, where do you, where do you pull the list from? I don't. Have a list for right? PropStream is the tool that this guy Perfect. was using. Okay. So I, that's what I use. I use PropStream. I also use RealFlow um, as well, R-E-A-L-E -E Flow. Um, so I use either PropStream, RealFlow, and I've used uh, Smart, um, Smart uh, from Ken uh, Clothes program. So I've used those three tools. Uh, they work very, very well. So what you do is you download a list, you get them skip trace, which you find the best uh, potential phone number for those uh, records, we'll call them. You pull, let's say you pull 10,000 records, you skip trace them to try to get the best number that attaches to those records. Now what you do is you put those into an auto dialer. Um, and I have this, I have my virtual assistant do this. I don't do any of this because it's, for me, it's a, it's a waste of time doing all this because what you're doing is you're, 
you're ciphering, ciphering through um, non-motivated leads to get the motivated leads. Mm -hmm. Because as an agent or investor, it's going to take all the time out of your day. Like I said, what I would do is I would door knock when I first started and then I, I, on pre-foreclosure houses, then I would come home and I would skip trace 411.com. I would skip trace these numbers and I would call from about seven to nine right after I was done dinner with the family. So it burns you out. This stuff burns you out. And if you, if you have something to do, like uh, go coach a hockey game or go coach a soccer game or a baseball, whatever you're doing, then that activity does not happen. So I would say cold calling would be a 100% must. So what you do is you download that list, get the list, upload it into a dialer. I know I'm talking fast. Is that okay? And we don't have a limited time. Okay. And then you have a virtual assistant call to gauge seller motivation. Once the homeowner raised their hand and said, you know what? I like to entertain an offer for my house. This is why I come at them first as the investor, because this gauges seller motivation. I'm not going at them first as an agent. I know there's rules and all that stuff, but let's forget those for a second. So I'll just go over my process. So then I'll gauge seller motivation. The VA then, virtual assistant then, sends the email to me to say, this is what they're looking for. Um, you know, so then my acquisition team calls them and decides which way to go. Yeah, so... so- as you're listening to this, there's there's two things. So you because you have both ways to monetize, you can go retail. And, and again, there's processes and state and yeah. are you in the you're in the US or Canada? I'm in Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. I'm in the US. Why yeah. do I think you were in Canada? Have you ever been in Canada? Uh, my father's from Canada, my brother lives in Canada. Um so so but just listen to what uh Bob just said. Two things I want to highlight. First of all. Guys, this may be a time where you need to do whatever equivalent of door knocking and putting the kids to bed and doing the thing after dinner. Because of the season you might be in, you might have to do those things again. Some of us, I'm going into parts of my business that I probably don't want to be in at this part of my journey, but I'm doing it anyway because I know the shit's going to hit the fan here. So that's one thing that, that, that I picked up. But the other part of what you just said is that all of that stuff happens because I actually interviewed, they, they weren't with your team directly, but Bob, Bob has this company, Reva Global, that provides VAs that actually create these leads or these prospects. I, I think they're leads at that point. Um, and I had her take me through a script. I'm like, all right, pretend I'm the seller. And she literally went through the script. It's probably your script. Um, so there, there are people that can, everything you described, the loading up, you know, getting the list, skip tracing to get the numbers, auto dialing, essentially getting someone to take a conversation with you. And how long is the conversation? You're not doing those. Your, your acquisition managers are doing those conversations, right? Correct. So this would be, so, so if retail, I'm an agent. Yeah, in correct. retail speak, that's like a listing partner. And that may be right. you in this case. So you can set up this entire system as a retail agent. Like Bob said, learn the investing side so you can have that hat on if you need to have it on. But now you can have a VA set that you can set this entire system up and have leads generated for it because you're just shifting your whole perspective. Yep. And this, I know it doesn't, this seems like this is old stuff for you, Bob, as you're hearing me say it, but I promise you in the retail only world, this is like the craziest thing that's ever been revealed. <laughs> and, and Lars, let me add to that too. And I think it's important in just going through, you know, the, the changing times, the more opportunity, I, I like saying, you know, when you have a tool belt, right, the more opportunities and more tools you have in your belt to make money off something, it's very important. And it was funny. I was talking to an individual who was just a wholesaler and he was having a tough time and he, the market was down. I'm like, all right, you got to get your license and bang. 
It got them through the tough times because real estate's like this. Let's call it what it is. And if we have other opportunities, other ways to make money, we don't have to leave the real estate arena, right? Instead of in, to get a, a part-time job somewhere. Because that's what I see a lot of agents do. It's like, no, 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 just educate yourself more on, to, on the investing side. You could do both and make more money in the meantime. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it seems like I would have known this stuff. And it's only because a couple guys that I've been introduced to through, through EXP that I feel like this is the thing that's going to, like the agents that are smart are going to, like they're 100% retail. You're, you're now going to enter this world. You're going to set up all these systems. You're probably going to, let me ask you this. What advice would you have some, from, from someone that's always been retail that mm-hmm. sets this system up and they get on the phone with a seller? They're not going to speak the right language. They're going to, they're going to talk retail speak. What advice yep. would you give for an agent that's getting set up with these leads on a yep. regular basis? I would go to YouTube. I mean, there's so much free content on YouTube. It's that simple. Just put, you know, wholesale script rehab script, acquisition script, cold calling scripts, investor scripts, just go on YouTube. And I guarantee you will get pitches. You know, this guy, guy by the name of John Martinez, there's Steve Trang. There's a lot of different gentlemen out there that are very, very good. that give a lot of free content. That's what I would do first. Um, the, I mean, the idea is we have to look at where we're where we are right now in this industry. And you nailed it at the beginning. I am a huge, I, I think, you know, you see where this industry is going. Um, this industry is, is making wholesalers or investors get their real estate license. So why wouldn't, if you think about it, why wouldn't real estate agents learn the investing business? So it makes, it makes perfect sense because if one industry is going the other way, that means you know, the other industry should also meet in the middle, right? And then they should, it's just a, a way to make a lot of money. And, and again, you don't have to do any of this or all this by yourself. You leverage a team and do all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. And, and the, even if you just set up that system, that's, that's the system that investors use, use, right? So even if you set up that system and you didn't have a desire to acquire properties, you would still list a bunch of homes and you'd probably trip over five or six deals that you couldn't not buy because they were so good. Correct. And that's probably for the next three years, you'll probably make an extra 150 grand a year on investing, yep. even if you didn't want to, because you're going to start talking to someone's like, listen, my husband died. I cannot renovate this house. Can you help me? And you can mm-hmm. actually come in and help them legitimately help them. You know, so that's one thing if I had to go back in time, you know, I would have done differently. I just didn't know this world existed, you know, but I didn't do any investing. I did personal investing, but just buy and hold properties. Mm-hmm. But this is just awesome. Um, all right. Before I get, I want you to talk about uh, Reva specifically, because I, yeah. I, I think I've, I've been involved with VA companies in the past and your process is different and the type of VAs that you're putting out there are different as well. But let me, let me ask you a couple questions. What, yep. what advice politics aside, it just so happens as we're recording this, I have no idea what your politics are. I know what mine are. We are on the, the eve of a very important midterm election. Um, I think we have challenging times ahead, no matter what happens in the midterm for 2024. I think there's just a bunch of shit we need to slog through because of every politician kicking the can on a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, what advice, like just straight up, like your best buddy in the world is getting into uh, everything you know about residential and investing, what three things would you tell your best buddy of how to get through these next three years? I would say number one starts with lead gen. 
And it's, it's number one is you have to set up a lead gen channel. Um, and not only one, I would say multiple lead gen channels. So give number two, yeah. Give us an example. So the one you described with PropStream, SkipTrace, that would be one lead gen channel? Yep. And then that's cold calling. So we'll add cold calling into one lead gen. And then text messaging works very well for us today. This is today. This could change tomorrow. So whenever you air, who knows if, like you said, crap hits the fan. But today, this is working very well. Cold calling, text message, same kind of concept. You get the list. You skip trace, you upload it into whatever tool you're going to use, and then you have your virtual assistants run it on a daily basis. Text, call, text, call, and on the calling, it's call, 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 call. And then direct mail, is it would be another one. So that would be the third channel if you're going to put channels. Okay. Okay, that's, then, that's, that's your first piece of advice. Set up lead gen channels. Yep. What's the second? Second would be um, consistency. It has to be done on a daily basis. Daily basis for me is Monday through Friday. And that's, uh, that's all the Legion channels running smoothly, probably yep, some yep. tracking behind it so you know what's going on. And that's, that's leverage. Are you doing these at first? Is your best buddy doing these at first, hypothetically? Yep. And yeah. then he, and he's hiring a VA once he understands how to do it? So now we just have my best buddy. I would have him outsource it right away. Again, it's different when I started. I would first say, if, if I was me in 2004, I would say door knock first so you can learn the business. But Knowing where we are right now, we don't have to do that. You could outsource it right away. So I would outsource it right away. I just went over this, literally this same um, scenario. I went with my buddy who's been out of the, the business for a little while um, in Boston. We went through this exact same thing. It's kind of funny oh, that we're doing this. Yeah. And then finally, I would say um, you need a team. It's very, very difficult now in today's day and age to work as a lone wolf by yourself. So leveraging a team, it could be, an inside assistant it could be a virtual assistant. It could be getting a partner, right? But it is, you have to work with each other to win. It could be just like we talked about an agent going to network with investors saying, hey, wholesalers, I know you're going to be struggling, but I'll work out some sort of referral agreement with you. If you're licensed, of course, if you're not licensed, some sort of marketing fee agreement, whatever, you know, you could do that obviously is above board. Awesome. Um, I just had a question there. Um, why is it, and this is just a random question, why is it that a lot of investors have business partners? Is it usually one is the, 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 the feet on the, in the streets and one is more money or systems? But I see a lot of guys have business partners in this yeah. world. Why is that? A lot of times you could break it down in, into resources. And two resources are time and money. Sometimes a partner has more time on their hands, less money. And sometimes other business partners have more time on their hands or uh, more money in their hands, but less time. So I find that to be um, how that works. Like for me personally, I have business partners in my virtual assistant company and I have business partner in my real estate company as well. So different companies. I like having business partners because, and this is just me personally, um, it's because you could, you could accomplish way more by having a team. And it goes back to a team and you build off of those individuals. Can you, can you um, have a successful business not having a party? thousand percent. I know a lot of people that do. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, so Riva Global, tell us a little bit uh, about it. I just want to say from the process standpoint, the thing that, and, and we didn't set it up this way, although I'm sure we both are podcast. I mean, you have a podcast or something. Don't. Yep. Don't, yep. Yeah. I'm sure we've generated business and relationships from it, but uh, so Bob and I connected and all of a sudden I was in his funnel. I was like, man, I need one of these virtual assistants. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that, you know, it came at it from the investor 
side, but I, I know that the core skill I'm looking for will be served by, by, by the VAs, but it's like front end stuff. I've always, and I don't know why I think people in other countries can't do front stage stuff. I've always just sort of like assume that, you know, VAs or, you know, geo arbitrage, you know, having people in other countries work for you are yeah. more like administrative or backstage operations. But tell me, well, tell us a little bit about Riva Global, how to get plugged in, but tell us about how you develop that, that front end skill set. Yeah, you know, we have um, the way we actually have our, our training, we have a four step recruiting and interview process where we have we do a VA background check. We do VA system check to make sure all our systems are, are there. We have a three point competency and language proficiency check, which is very important. We also do disc profiling, profiling which I know you do as well and you, you teach your students on. Um, so we go through all of those four while we're interviewing and we go through thousands of, of applications. So we weed out. We weed out the individuals that um, are going to be um, tire kicking or, you know, don't have the best uh, uh, success rate set up. So we weed all of them up and then we put them into a four week real estate intensive uh, training program. We also um, we do something that's pretty unique. We do offer a VA benefit package to our VA. So we pay for their their health care, pay time off days and pay training, which is pretty cool. So. We do a little bit of different to, you know, to get the best of the best. So the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking for uh, essentially an SDR. So a sales development rep for my coaching business. And I interviewed four candidates the other day and, and one of them, three of them probably could have taken the position. One was just bless his heart. He's just new, you know, yep. yeah, <laughs> totally new. Yep. He probably has the profile, but he doesn't have any experience. But one of the guys was just, he had had experience with uh, uh, a legit like sales organization with a corporation, like I think a U.S. based corporation. And yeah. the only thing he knew how to sell was getting me. It was a SaaS company, a tech company, mm -hmm. getting me to a webinar. And so I'm like, let's just role play it. I'm an exec. Like, who are you calling on? He's like executives. I'm like, OK, I'm an exec. Just call me. And I couldn't. Every time I said no, he, he had a next thing. And next thing. And I'm like, holy cow, this guy's a better salesperson than I've ever been. And it just so happened. I mean, th there's an accent there, but it's not offensive. It's not like right. agents are going to hang up on this guy. But um, so that just really opened my mind. You know, as much as I've done in business, thousands and, you know, 5,000 plus family serve thousand mm -hmm. agents through real estate B-School. I'm still sort of blown by by two things. My, my mind is blown by two things. The fact that, you know, generating investor leads. So direct to seller. Uh, is one thing that I think every agent needs to do, and they can do it with the right. help of Global. And then the fact that geo arbitrage and getting talent, people that want to work. This guy has four kids. He's a he, we share the same faith. He's got four kids. I can tell he's gonna you know he's gonna work hard for for us. Um, yep. So what's the best way to get plugged into your? Because uh, you guys provide all the different types of VAs, but what's the best way to plug into your system? Yeah. I mean, obviously just, uh, we do strategy sessions. So give us a call. Let's get up, set up for a strategy session. Go to our website at Reva global, R E V a global.com. Best way to do it. Um, and I, yeah, I'm on a lot of podcasts. So if you ever want to do a search, I go through a lot of different stuff. I give away a lot of content as well. I mean, just like you, it's just, you know, I think it's important nowadays to, um, and he, here's my opinion. I, I know Lars, I think the reason why your program is so good is because you also have created it and do the business, which I think is very, very important. So I think, you know, before anybody looks at a service out there, please, 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 for your own good, just do some research on making sure that whoever 
runs that company or owns that company uses their own service. I think nowadays, um, it, now more than ever, because times have changed so much is, you know, look at, look at the individual company and see, make sure they use their own service. So it's up to date. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I highly recommend guys. I think the tendency when, when things are uh, chaotic or uncertain or there's fear is to sort of go inward and eliminate things. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the time just setting up that one system, learning how to put in the investor mm -hmm. hat, getting some leverage, someone that's going to generate leads for you, you know, two four hour time blocks every day for one hour off and four hours on. That's how your process works. Um, there's no way you can lose in these next few years. I promise you, this is where you add a zero to your net worth or a couple zeros to your net worth in, uh, in real estate. Bob, I appreciate your time, brother. Go to RevaGlobal.com and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Be good. Awesome. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other agents who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you visit scaleordiebook.com to get a free copy of my book. It's a nuts and bolts guide to building a real estate business that gives you true time and money freedom so that you can live your life without regrets. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.